But yeah, man, I, 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 niggas think I be playing, bro. Like, I, <laughs> whoa, was that beep? <laughs> like, listen, man, when I say, oh shit, when I say I'm tired of Earth, these people, I'm, t- I'm telling you, though, like, I try to simplify everything, man. That's all I'm trying to do these days is simplify everything. And if, if if you if if in any way I'm dealing with someone or something that brings complexity to complexity to my life, they are getting cut off or they're gonna see major distance. That's just that's me, dog. And I really feel like human beings living in this complex web of fuckery is the main reason we are in regression mode. Because, man, this world is a joke. But, anyways. I just think we, as humans, feel that if something isn't difficult, then it's not necessarily worth it. Like, oh, this is this is this was too easy. You know, I I, I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. You feel like you got to go through all these trials and tribulations. At, at, at a relationship for it to be worth it. You feel like, you know, sometimes you got to be like on the movies and you the only one in the office with a lamp on and, you know, you doing work, you work until eight or nine o'clock. And it's like, nah, nigga, you just ain't getting your work done on time. Like, it's, it's a bigger issue here. It's not you grinding hard. It's you not being efficient. And I had this conversation Friday where I said there is hard points to everything for the most part. And to go back to the work example, there's nothing wrong with your job being easy because you might have did a bunch of training for you to understand that role. You might have went to college to get a degree for you to qualify for that job. Hell, you had to get out of high school because most jobs require you to be in the process of getting a GED or to have one. So you've done some kind of work along the way, whether you deem it hard or not. So if your job is easy to you, it doesn't mean that the job isn't worth it. It means you already put the hard work in down the road. So if you're in a relationship and it's like, man, we just clicking and everything is 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 going well. I can communicate with her freely. She could communicate with me freely. There's nothing wrong with that because y'all probably both been through some fucked up situations and relationships that's taught you that, hey, I, I might as well say what I want to say and communicate and, and tell you my wants and desires because if I don't, I'm just going to harbor this from moving forward at any point in time. So I should just start being like this from the jump. And the rare chance that two people start being like that from the jump probably makes your life a whole lot easier. Cause he was like, all right, I know this person wants this. I know they know I want that. They can either give me this, I can even give them that, or we can go our separate ways from Jump Street. That's too tough for people, man. People, people, the, the, the emotional investments people put into people or to things I think that that drives that shit too. Like they, I hear what you're saying, and it, that's still strange to me. It's sadistic in a way. I don't know though. This is like I, I like I like just chill, like you know trying to be in a chill mode and not stressing and you know and and like 
I don't see how people enjoy that. I don't even like hearing about it. I don't think, I mean, I think people love to complain about things like that, you know, or, you know, vent whatever they say. Like, I don't even like, I just don't like being in those situations, dog. It does, it does nothing for me, dog. I just, I can't relate. I guess in a sense, we all were there. I guess it's like American culture almost, but it's like, bro, no, nah, dog, no. Nah. <laughs> if that shit hard every not, day, not not Willie F culture. Nah, bro, if that shit hard every day. Like it's just like most of us going to algebra, and then you know when we were in high school or whatever, we like oh this shit tough, and then we start learning formulas, we start realizing that you know this means this, and oh this ain't too hard, and then you realize what was once complex is yeah, I got the I got the formula down, you know yeah. I you know I I put the work in algebra is second nature now. I just got to know where the numbers go. That's it. Like, why Like, why would you want it to be hard every day? Like, you know, just, you know, me and you just talking about shortages and shit. And that's something that impacts my job heavily. And like, I tell people all the time, you know, like, and this is, you know, my personal opinion. And I guess is, you know, not even just Willie F culture. I think that your average man that is in the office environment. I think that he knows what he could be doing other than being in an office, like, mm-hmm. especially from a traditional standpoint, you, you know, we grew up in a country where, you know, most men were, you know, if they were, you know, middle class or lower class, they probably were doing more um, the blue collar jobs or more of the service jobs. That's what men were typically known for before women start coming into the workforce. You know, now, you know, you have and you have you have a, you have quite a balance now. You got a lot of women, you know, in the offices. You got, you know, women, you know, in the service field. You know, it's 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 a mixture. But I think with all that being said, your average man, once again, knows what he could be doing. He could be doing a service job that te- that plays a much more you know, takes a much more physical toll on his body, you know, and now he's just in here doing something what he sees as, you know, minimal desk work tasks. It's like, okay, I got to do these spreadsheets and stuff like this. All right, whatever. Like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I could be, I could be getting, I could be picking up garbage. I could be bailing hay or something, you know, or I could be fucking, you know, you know, making, big ass chemical like a chemical product in a tank or some shit you know and and even then i know dudes that do that and they say that that's easy and it's like they would do my job be like this is boring you know so once again you know with mastery and you know and and with mastery hopefully comes efficiency you know once you master something maybe you really should become efficient at it at some point and it really should become easy but when you co- when you correlate that to relationships, you got a lot of people that are doing the same thing every time, <laughs> and it's never gonna get easier because nothing changes. It's, nothing it's, ever it's changes. It's kind of like it's kind of like I was an asshole last time and that didn't work, but let me try to be an asshole again. This person might handle it better. This person, you know, you know I'm not gonna change me. I'm just gonna change the person. Yeah, this it's like I said, dog. And people, speaking of people just, you know, having that desire to be in what I would call, you know, constant turmoil. I mean, you have people that 
they really are so they they lack so much self-awareness that even if they want to change they truly can't you know like they're gonna go like to the next person and do the same exact shit and before they get into like person might be single three or four years and the whole time they're like man i'm next time i go into my next relationship you know i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure i'm less controlling i'm gonna make sure i'm this and that they telling themselves that two or three years coaching themselves up while they single as soon as they get into a relationship what happened they get back they go back on a same bullshit you know why why is that everything returns to center if you don't truly mean the change you will always regress always those people that, that say, I need to lose a quick 10 pounds will pick back up a quick 10 pounds. Yep. People that say, shit, my health is in jeopardy. I need to make a lifestyle change. This isn't just so I can go to Tulum for spring break. This oh. is so that I can be here for a long time. Those are the people that make actual changes. Those people that go to Tulum, they stop at Whataburger on the way home because you're done. Look, I know it's a little tired of you niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Tulum say, y'all don't want to go back up the block to Cancun? <laughs> hey, y- hey. Y'all don't want to go right to the airport's right there. Y'all don't want to stay right there. It's right there. Look, man. I ain't even gonna get on that. That shit too funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know they tired of you niggas. But look, man. <laughs> You're right though, dog. If it ain't, if it's not, if it's not a genuine desire to change, then it's not gonna happen. Because I mean, at the end of the day, I know, I know in this current era that we, I mean, I feel like most people in our age group they know better. They just refuse to do better. I mean, it's it's really just that simple. And once again, um, more than likely, I really feel like change is one of those things that, like, it it's more you can't just talk about it. Like, you got to put that shit into action. I mean, we've been saying this for years. You could pray all you want. You could talk all this manifestation crap all you want. But it's so much work they gotta put it, that you got to put into it for that stuff to come about. Like, it's really people out there that think, you know, if they play the lottery every day, you know, oh, this is, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to hit it one day. I'm going to hit it one day. Yeah, you, you're right. You might hit it one day. But that ain't the type of... That ain't the type of work we talking about. Like that's not a sound investment strategy. Nah, like you you play the shit thirty years and then you hit you hit a hundred k one time. Let's look at the numbers. <laughs> thirty hey, years much, and you've been doing ten dollars a week for thirty years. Come on, man. Like you really say you really just you ain't getting your money back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's just I guess man, the desire to just be in situations that make you feel alive, I guess. I guess all of us are a little bit adventurous to an extent. They got to do something to get their adrenaline going and get their blood pumping, dog. Like, I mean, I look at people that are, you know, you know, just like I said, in relationships and all they think about you know, is what's in front of them. Like, oh, you know, I'm attracted to this person. The sex is good. You know, we get along, but Real talk, that shit get deeper than that, bro. When you talking about long-term relationships, dog, you talking about, you know, merging two families together. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you talk not only talking about merging two families together, you 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 possibly creating another, you know, you're extending bloodlines. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit get deep, dog, but all we do is look at this shit that really is, is, is low-key, like, kind of temporary, don't matter, and it's really not going to keep y'all together long. Cause like I told you, you know, off air, I was like, man, 
it, it really hurts to see the type of situations that these kids get put in. You know what I'm saying? It was when I'm, you know, just growing up, we see the shit and we are part of the shit. We kids and we like, all right, you know, this is what's going on, blah, blah. But like you sit there, you hear adults say, you know, you understand when you get older. It's like, bro, like I truly understand. And like I'd be disgusted in the decisions that our generation makes, dog. Like I'm like, dog, like and I say this all the time on this show, like it really, really is upsetting to see what is being done to children and how children are still being used as accessories or your their children are being weaponized, you know, in these relationships. And it's just like, it's no, honestly, millennials ain't got no excuse for the shit that, that they've done, like that they're, that they've done and what they're doing. Like it really should have died with us. But the fact that it's still going with us just lets me know that the damage is irreversible. <laughs> like, it's it, it ain't it's not going to get better. It's not. And I mean, you know, people are always yelling about this great reset. And in all honesty, I mean, to me, all the great reset is it's going to be a change in culture and, a, and the wealth gap is going to widen even more. But for the most part, like as far as on the ground culture, the shit that we quote unquote normalize, because I know people hate saying normalize this, normalize that. To me, all that is saying is let's make this a part of the culture. And what's become part of the culture in the past seven to ten years, bruh, that shit ain't going nowhere. That shit ain't going nowhere. In another five or ten years, it's gonna it's, it's gonna still be there. It's just gonna be gift wrapped differently. Mm-hmm. It's gonna recycle. That's all. Ain't shit really changed, bro. I could take I could take you back to the to the nineteen thirties, dog where they felt the women's dresses were too were too short. And then bitches, you couldn't even see a chick calves. I'm like, <laughs> damn. She, she got too do? much ankle out here, though. She, she got way too, much, too ankle. much ankle. You got too much ankle. And no, they was tripping that, that over that. That ankle like it work out. Mm, no. And look at where we are now, bro. Like, you can walk up the street, bro. You see cheeks. You see cheeks, Jay. You went from ankles are too much it's okay for me to see cheeks. I've been hearing these these I've been targeting these cookie monster pajama bottoms that's two sizes too small with cheeks out. Come and we on, talking bro. about bunnies. That ain't no, that ain't even no, I'm not even talking 75 years, bro. That's barely like 60 years went by, dog. So and you look at you, you looking at you looking at well the way we are. Your grandma said no. Your mom probably said no, but you out here wilding. Your mom might have said yes. Depend, depending on the age, because 75 years, that might get you three generations. That might only get you two. Jeff, you're real talk. Might only get you two. Look, see, there's a lot of arrogance in that, you know, because I see it with, with parents in our age group and even younger parents. Like I said, man, it's so much of there's a lot of power in no. And anybody that knows me know that. Like, it's a lot of power in no. Like, if I got to tell my son no, I'm going to tell him no. Like, there's a lot of power in no. And people that can receive a no and understand why they're receiving a no, in my honest opinion, they grow to be better people in a sense. You know, from my perspective, they grow to be people that clearly are more understanding. They tend to be a lot more open-minded. And at the end of the day, you know, um, they, pro they probably are more considerate, so to speak, 
Because if you think every no is a punishment, then you probably just an entitled brat. Yep. And I think that we have a generation of parents that never that never really saw the value in no. And everything they do while they're raising their kids is in spite of those no's that they received because they truly never took time to understand what those no's meant. You was you got mad at your mom or you got mad at your dad because she wouldn't let your boyfriend come in the house at two in the morning and y'all 15. Like, no, he can't come over here. You're 15, you know, like, and, and they just look like, damn, you don't never let me live my life. There's so many rules over here. I hate being here. Fast forward 15 years later, you got three or four baby daddies. You know what I'm saying? You like, you out here wilding, your kids doing whatever they want, and you like, well, that's cool because, you know, I want my kids to experience freedom, but that type of freedom is probably gonna <laughs> Freedom not, comes with a cost. It really does. It really does, and I mean, at the end of the day, like, that type of freedom to me is, that's just irresponsibility. Like, I don't even see that as freedom. Like, you just out here running wild, and and you're only doing that despite the fact that you want your kids to feel quote unquote freer than you did when you were growing up. Not realizing that, I mean, at the end of the day, freedom is really just a state of mind. You only did, you didn't feel free because you didn't get your way. But at the end of the day, you probably got away with a lot of other stuff that other kids couldn't do. I mean, you probably was the kid that was in the neighborhood that had everything, but you couldn't have your boyfriend or your girlfriend over at one in the morning. You couldn't stay out past midnight at 11 years old. Whoop the fucking woo. Like, <laughs> get over yourself. Like, you, yo, your pick, a lot of times when your parents were doing stuff or saying things, they had legitimate reasons. But when you're inconsiderate, you're entitled, you have a bratty mentality, you'll never see those things as, as reality. You'll never see those things as, all right. Maybe they had maybe they had good intentions, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, obviously, you know, I go through that with my son now, but like, I don't have no problem. It's easier talking man to man. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have no problem. Like, hey, I'm like, no, I can't do that because of this. And then it's like, all right, that. Even with that, you the older you get, you start to realize it. Like, okay, I see why my parents made that move. I see why my parents told me this and I see why my parents told me that. Like you you start to understand as you mature and as you age and, and like you said, and as you have kids of your own, you see why. Like when you get 15, pregnant at 15, you don't want your daughter going to get pregnant at 15. It'd be lovely if I could get Sean to send us a, a skit about milk crates. Hey, God, <laughs> dog, man. 
I, I still think one of the realest things I heard, I saw was that meme, that Squidward meme, bro. When he was like, woke Squidward. Yeah, woke Squidward. He was like, y'all, y'all quick to build up, you know, crates in the hood, you know, you know to, to watch your homeboys fall. But you won't be, but you won't help your, you know, your homeboys build up a business. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. I just thought that was hilarious, man, because at the end of the day, man, I don't know where the fuck these milk crates came from. Bro. <laughs> I just so know that somebody is in the back of Walmart fighting air right now. Hey, they pissed the fuck off, man. Like, for real, man. I <laughs> Look, dog. There's no way in the world we're dealing with all these shortages, but we don't have a shortage on milk crates. <laughs> Somebody got to explain that. I'm talking about everywhere you go, it's a shortage, dog. Like, that's literally, like, why. That's the only frustrating thing about my job right now is the fact that everything is on allocation. Everything has a a wild lead time. And the only people out here in America that can get you shit with a decent lead time is Amazon. That shit is wild, bro. They got a chokehold on the system, man. They literally have a choke, like literally have a chokehold on the system. They got they overworking FedEx, they overworking UPS, DHL, USPS. It don't matter, bro. You nine nine times out of ten, if somebody delivering something, it's an Amazon package, bro. Bro, Amazon told me I, I was I, I forgot what I ordered. Amazon basically said, "Fuck around and get it tonight." I was like, "Oh shit, dog." Ain't they, <laughs> ain't they using drones to deliver shit to people? They say fuck around and get it between 7 and 10 p.m. tonight. Oh. It's like, bruh, America just literally just said, you know what? I'm going to just bend over and I'm going to let Amazon give it to me, dog. Because, nigga, America is literally Amazon, bruh. The world is literally Amazon, bruh. I won't be surprised if they able to deliver shit to Mars when that shit start popping. They probably gonna be the first ones with a monopoly on the fucking delivery, delivery shit out there. Ain't gonna be no FedEx nothing out there. It's Amazon. You you need something delivered? Come to Amazon. Amazon. I can't I may not be able to do one day because I gotta go to Mars. But, but before the end of the week it's gonna be there. It's gonna be there. And everybody else gonna have six to eight week lead time. Yeah. <laughs> dog. But look, man, I, I, you know, not, you know, try to try to get back on the subject, you know, to, you know, to align where we were before the, the, the technology, the technology interruption. Um, I mean, basically, I was just trying to point out the fact that, you know, and I, and I, I sound like a broken record when I say this. I was just trying to point out the fact that, yeah, I understand that times are changing, but I, I feel like the generations before us don't get enough credit, just due to the fact that. We just didn't like the rules that they set. And mm-hmm. we always just look at them like they was just like kind of, you know, they didn't want us to enjoy life. And it's like I talk to people now and it's kind of funny, man. Like it's funny talking to people that want to be in relationships. It's funny talking to people that want to be married. And, you know, it's it's so funny talking to people that want to have the things that the older generations had. And nowadays I'm starting to feel like people are convinced that the older generations like people talk about cheating and yeah we know cheating was around we know cheating is not a new concept I still think that the level of disrespect in the cheating today is different you know what I'm saying like compared to back then like it was you know it's subjective but like I feel like today 
it's expected almost <laughs> like you looking up if you get with somebody that isn't trying to cheat on you isn't cheating on you or you know it's like okay yeah you 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 got you got a good one 30 40 years ago you know maybe a little bit further back i think it was an actual shock to people be like dang he's cheating or she's cheating like that's the hot news it was actual gossip now it's just like oh they cheating all right <laughs> like i figured he was he was cheating anyways so i mean i'm not surprised she cheating too they both was out here cheating what's the next story <laughs> you know Sonya Curry she she cheat uh, whatever <laughs> Dale Curry gonna be alright he gonna be alright he gonna be alright oh she in an entanglement uh, Will Smith he gonna be alright it's whatever bro like this used to be real hot gossip like cheating is the American way now like and basically are we basically a year removed from, from Jada cheating yeah yeah I think so a year removed from uh, the late the late great Chadwick Boseman passing too. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. I seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, no, man. And, and, you know, in all in all seriousness, though, you know, although no, although no one consciously condones cheating, I'm gonna repeat that. No one consciously condones cheating. No one wants to be cheated on, and people really don't want to cheat. I just truthfully believe that it is expected to to the point of it being acceptable. And just like just kind of being a part of life, like a kid falling down and scraping his knee, mm-hmm. like that's what it's become now. And like I just I, I was watching something the other day, and it was this doctor that was on I think Twitter or uh, or Instagram or TikTok. I don't fucking know all the shit. Just it's the same now. But she was just basically talking about you know, the things that men want from from women in relationships or something like that. You know, everybody has these boxes for what they want from their partner. And I mean, even, I ask you this question all the time. Like, if there was two things, just two things, that you knew you wanted from the person that you were willing to commit to for the rest of your life or marry, what would those two things be right off the top of your head? Understanding and loyalty, and and that's and, and, and loyalty is always going to be one of those ones that like they that's one of the ones that the lady spoke on like that was literally the third most talked about thing on her list. And I, I know I know it had to I know I think the first one had to do with femininity and youth, and the second one was something like understanding and kindness, and the third one was loyalty, and it's just like in order to find somebody like that. You low key would have to go find somebody that's counterculture. Low key, like you would have to go and find somebody that is almost disconnected from everything that's going on today. Because those three things or those two things that you just spoke about, how can you really th- like if you if do you feel that if you came across 20 women right now, half of them would be understanding and possibly loyal? No, not not that's at all. What I'm, and, they, and you know, and I and I've talked to one of our listeners, and you know, they always, oh, y'all y'all show should be called the the He Man Women's Hating Club, and I just laugh like, I I don't take it serious, but at the same time, like, you have to understand that, speaking from experience, and just observing the world, and also not being naive, like these things are real, like I'm like I truthfully don't believe that. 
it's very common to find an understanding, possibly loyal woman. I truthfully believe that. I believe that is a very, 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 very minute group of women and men. Exactly. Exactly. And that's you, the crazy they say thing. they say that we're 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 these women haters, but y'all would say the same thing about men. It's it's not the we're speaking about women because we're both men. We're both cisgender men. What? Don't yeah. disrespect me like that. <laughs> Don't ever disrespect me like that in your fucking life. You're, you're, I don't know what the fuck that is. You're, I'm you're a not, heterosexual male. <laughs> I'm a heterosexual male. I don't know what that retarded shit you just said was. Look, 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 my guy. Yeah. Let me, let me hit you with this definition real quick before I, I finish my point. Uh-huh. What definition? Because cisgender just means denoting or relating to a person whose sense of personality, identity, and gender corresponds with their birth sex. What are you looking at right now? The definition of cisgender. In what? In what is this? Oxford Oxford Dictionary? Listen, listen, the whole Oxford, whoever wrote that shit could suck a dick. They can, go, they can suck a dick and they can go to hell. Good I don't give God. a fuck about none of that shit that's in the dictionary anymore. Good the people... God. The people that write that shit are on on they they don't they they can all burn in hell. I don't care about nothing that's in the dictionary. Is anything anything in the dictionary after 1990 is bullshit, bro. Basically, they put whatever they want to put in there to fit what that shit don't exist, bro. There ain't no such thing as a cisgender, bro. So you don't you don't believe in in bling bling? I don't know what that is. What's you know that? Autumn That's Autumn I'm sick of you. Anyways, anyways, we the the reason that we say this about women is because we're two heterosexual men that are sharing our interactions with women. Heterosexual mm-hmm. women will be will have the same viewpoints about men. It's not it's not a a gender thing. It's it's a it's a human thing. It's a generational these, thing. It's a generational thing. These these are these are the obstacles that you will face because I could ask you know. Uh, I could ask Summers, hey, if I put 20 men in front of you, how many do you think are going to be loyal and understanding? You might come around by three, four, maybe five. And I think that would be an accurate number either way. I think she'd go lower than that. She she might be, you know, but it's all based on her experiences. Because because I mean, and, and, and just not not even just to single her out, most women today that I feel are moderately attractive and they can probably go on a date uh, one date a week. I mean, shit. If you're somebody that's, you know, even actively dating, if you've been dating for two years and you're still single, you pretty much telling me all the men that you've corresponded with in a two-year span are trash or not worthy. Something went wrong. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, all this single by choice stuff. Yeah, you single by choice because the choices in front of you are trash. Yeah. So that's why you're single. If you actively are dating and you are actively looking to be married, settle down, blah, blah, have kids. And, and, and you're still single? Hey, man, it's probably something wrong with the market. Probably something wrong with you, too, but there's probably definitely something wrong with the market. I, I seen a post earlier, and it says, you're only single because you don't like the people that like you, you like people that don't like you, or you're too you're too scared to say, tell somebody that you like that you like them. Oh, One of those three things. That's One of those three things. For sure, for sure. You know, and once again, that goes for people that are actively seeking that life. If you got people that are just, you know, they're 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 comfortable being single, like people look at 
me and the group of people that identify with my ideologies and like how I perceive the world of, you know, whatever you want to call it, dating, whatever, like, I've been saying this for a long time now. Like, I think it's a game that I don't want to play. There's really no reward in it for me. You know what I'm saying? That's just my personal opinion. There, there's, there's other sides of that spectrum. And I feel like you fall on that side of the spectrum where it comes down to if you are actively dating, you're actively dating because you're seeking that wholesome lifestyle of you're seeking that old American dream that once was that yeah. no longer exists. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's the American dream for the most part, the ideal of the American dream. When I say it no longer exists, I mean, because so many people have come to the realization that it's so far out of grasp for so many people. So it's like, why even talk about it? You know, like the American dream, like, come on, like it's really a dream. And that that concept really didn't come about until like the last 20 years, 30, 40 years ago. Once again, people felt the American dream was fairly attainable. Whatever, I don't know what people consider the American dream now. Maybe getting famous on TikTok. I guess that's the American dream. A life, a lifestyle where you don't have to going do anything. Viral. You're, you're going viral. A lifestyle where you don't have to do anything and you still have accesses to everything. Like, I guess that's the American dream. To me, the American dream is to basically, um, I, I guess, to simplify it is to have no input but to have all the output. <laughs> like, like that shit is that shit is wild to me, dog. But long, long story short, man, um, I I had said something that I wanted to. I was thinking it, but I didn't say. It. And now I'm mad because it has something to do with the American dream. But anyways, I got a question. Yeah, and I know you don't have an answer, so this is really a question for the listeners. Who is Justin LaBoy? Like I like I get, you know, oh, he makes, you know, he has the IG page with the memes that are super relatable. But aside from that, who is Justin LaBoy? Like, 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 is he first? Okay, when I when I I see I see like the games, follow the page of the games. Right. Mm -hmm. He creates all his all his memes. I don't even know if this Justin guy creates his. I think he just like rips them from Twitter and then puts respectfully at the bottom of them. I, I don't I don't think he creates. And fine, you know, that's what a lot of this shit is. You just repost shit you've already seen. But how does that make you influential on any kind of level? All right, now you're about to go down the rabbit hole. You might not want to go down, but I'm about to give you an answer, bro. Look, man, I don't know if y'all have noticed this, but this has been going on since like, the 50s and 60s, and the CIA, they are very. The CIA is very powerful when it Man, comes to. Where's my to, hold music? <laughs> the CIA is very powerful when it comes to the people they want to put in place to impact change. The CIA is very, 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 like. The CIA, you know for a fact that they can influence elections in other countries. The CIA can influence elections, obviously, in this country. The Central Intelligence Agency is very powerful. And they have been they, – they, they've – they infiltrated Black Panther movement. They've infiltrated the KKK. They've infiltrated all kinds of organizations in order to influence whatever they needed to influence. 
the CIA to an extent really doesn't have a political position to an to an extent they just they just I guess in a sense get a hard on for disrupting society but they kind of have a plan on how they want things to be it's just something that we would never understand or know now you might think I'm crazy when I say this but you you're asking who I thought his name was just an LA boy I didn't know it was I don't I, that's what I call him I call him just an LA boy I don't know where he's from don't know who he is but my thought is that wherever he's from he had some type of influence already maybe he's an ex athlete maybe he was super popular in high school or at his college and he just happened to come across the right person that probably had what you know CIA connections and they probably <laughs> just, and I'm being serious they probably cuz nobody asked a question on how rap page is so big how the shade room got so big how baller alert got so big they just see these blue checks and they just automatically be like oh this is what we follow now but what's behind it what's really behind it what's really pushing it what's that machine that has created this monster a lot of times it's something government influence once they sign these contracts over i mean the proof is in the pudding like think about the ideals of these people What's the difference between Justin L.A. Boy, The Shade Room, Baller Alert, most of these popular influential pages? Do they really differ in thought in any way? No. Exactly. Just just, just to spread a narrative. And typically it's the same narrative. How many people in the black community have you personally met? Matter of fact, how often do you see five or six people in a black community when you're just you're just chopping it up amongst friends, it's five or six of y'all, even within the group chat. How many of us do you think share the same exact thoughts? I, if, if if you got to the heart of it, I would say nobody. Exactly. Think about that. You might that. agree with a with a perspective to a certain extent, but eventually it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna deviate a little bit. It, exactly. But with influencers, it hardly ever does. It's always the same train of thought. None of them disagree with each other. All of them are all on the same page. How does that come about? Because the 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 force behind them, the one that's keeping them powerful, it's it's one source, dog. And it, it and I'm not even saying it's the CIA, but it's something like the CIA. It might just be that big tech giant that they sold their soul to to get popular. That's saying, hey, we can get you. We can get you millions. We can get you boosted a thousand times more if you come over here to us. You already you already were able to get you were already able to garner, you know, seven thousand to ten thousand followers on your own. You get with us. We can get man, bro. I know NBA players that don't even have over two hundred thousand followers. <laughs> Think about that shit, bro. This and then you just got some you got somebody that just makes memes and repost memes, and this dude has nine million followers make it make sense it's because they align with forces that we can't see and once again i'm not saying it's the cia but that's how the cia operates if you really look at 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 the pattern of things at the algorithm of things you just have to ask yourself why that person it's 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 really who you know it ain't what you know i mean shit we can nigga if you actually put our podcast up against 
a thousand other podcasts and had people actually vote, shit, you don't really know. Like, we could probably come out top 10. But if you actually had to do it to where it was based off boost and plays and stuff like that, it's whoever's aligned with the big tech giant. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I got mad respect for Joe Rogan and Joe Budden and them, but they fall into that same realm too. What makes them special? They're not special at all. Joe Rogan, okay, he's aligned with the UFC. I mean, this dude was a, a low-key was a failed comedian. Very true. I'm just keeping it up. I'm just keeping it Fear, on it. Fear Factor host. That's it. It, a is, lot of it is like you were aligned with the UFC, but your podcast 90% has nothing to do with UFC. It's just you talking about, you know, basically your own theories, which is basically what the No Boundaries podcast is. Yeah. Joe Budden talks about, you know, stuff he 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 sees and knows about from the music industry based on your experiences. Everything else is like everything else, just your theories, which is basically the majority of podcasts, unless it's just something historical and telling you about historical events. Yeah, very niche or something like that. And if yeah. you pay attention to these niche podcasts, because I every now and then I venture off and I listen to some of them, they fall into the same narrative too. And I'd be like sitting here like why is this podcast popular? And then I figure out, I, I do some background research and I figure out, oh shit, man, this person, they fucking signed to, to, to TBS. You know what I'm saying? They've been around for years. They just happen to turn their radio show into a podcast. Like, so they're not truly independent. So a lot of people, so, so a lot of people go into these shits with independent minds, not realizing that you're not even competing with independent artists. You're dealing with motherfuckers that are signed to major you're labels. With a machine. You're dealing with a exactly. You're dealing with a machine. Justin L.A. Boy is a part of a machine. I guarantee you, Justin L.A. Boy has like that's his job. He probably goes in. In my bad, I'll call him Justin L.A. Boy. Like that's his name. I still want to name the podcast Justin L.A. Boy, but I don't. Want I don't to give him that boost. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is so funny that you call him that, and I think yeah, you should keep calling him that. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, yeah. I don't know what his name is, man. I, I. If I'm not mistaken, I mean he has a TV show or something like that too. I think I think I've seen podcast? I think I've seen some clips. I don't know if that was his show. I thought that was Diddy's son show. But at, at least that oh, that's Diddy's son, Justin Combs or whoever. But it's like uh, I still. I mean, so when you Google his name, what does it say? Like, what is his name? Like, I mean, and and that's scary. Said, to me what because, is his name? Yeah, because nobody really asks these questions, bro. I just I woke up one day. I think I took a hiatus from from Instagram, and when I came back, I was seeing his post everywhere. But a lot of times when people repost shit, I don't even see where they repost it from because I don't be caring. But I did notice that they mostly women was reposting him a lot, and I would be sitting here looking at this shit like, bro, is this dude gay? That was the first thought of mine. I was like, it's a dude. He seemed gay to me, and then I just happened to look at his page. I'm like, well, he just reposting whatever. But he still seems pretty gay. He seems he seems like an Atlanta dude. Justin LeBoy is an American media personality and a former professional basketball player. Following Justin playing basketball at ASA College in Brooklyn, New York, he went to play professional basketball for some team in Macedonia. That's it? Yeah, that's as much as I care about. Interesting, interesting background. Interesting background when you when you think about what I said earlier. Justin is reportedly six foot four, 29 years old. Two point seven million, two point seven million followers. Mm. It don't have his real name on there. Mm. Interesting. 
I, I, and I'm giving you this information. I don't even consider this a credible source. What is it? It's uh, Capital Extra. So he's not even on Wikipedia. Nah, this isn't even the wiki page. Interesting. And y'all probably wonder why we're asking these questions because it's like, bro, like, who are these people that we've put it put in charge of the culture? Like, who are these people? Do you know these people? I mean, shit. At least back then, you could probably you could probably you know fact check and see figure out who Martin Luther King was. Shit, you could you could do some background on who Malcolm X was. You could shit. Friendship you could, with Kevin Durant helped boost his online profile. I didn't know he was friends with Kevin Durant until I heard, oh, they did a, a listening session with Kanye. Shit. He's got the shout out from Beyonce, sat down with Chris Brown and Sweetie for a new revolt show, which bears his name. Okay. So he's aligned with Diddy. I mean, all this from being a being a, a overseas basketball player for a couple of years. Interesting to me. And once again, and coined you got the phrase demon time. Mm-mm. I didn't know that either. Once again, I don't I don't know this guy. I thought he coined the frame respectfully. I know I heard Jay-Z say it, and that, that was interesting to me. I mean, respectfully is a regular word, but... He released a single called Respectfully last November. He raps? He makes music? He sings? Well, What's going on here, man? Let's see. This, this seems like he's a jack-of-all-trades, huh? Very interesting. Let's see here. You fuck around, end up missing. You talk about put a whole music over my shit. That's all I needed to hear. Yep. That man is heavily influential, bro. I give him his credit where credit is due. And I don't even know if I consider it like he actually has the influence, but he definitely has a following. I mean, I mean, you find your lane and it, it is what it is like, you know. But what is that lane? Exactly. That's, that's what I don't get. Like, like people say the Kardashians are famous for no reason. Kim had a sex tape, which spawned into a show. They're they're TV they're TV actresses. Um, Kendall's a model, you know, like you know. I wouldn't say famous for no reason. I, I wouldn't say they're famous for no reason either. I, like, I, I, like, don't, I, like I don't even they, pay that no mind. Yeah, I, that, that's not famous for no reason. A sex tape spawned a, a billion dollar empire. You can find the root of why they why they became. First of all, it's even first of all. Let's not act like. They didn't have like a high profile dad as a lawyer. Like yeah. let's, it starts from there. And once again, we know as Americans, we like to follow the quote unquote elites. So this guy, high profile lawyer, has kids and then they end up getting with a former Olympian. I mean, it's all eyes on them. And like you said, by that time, a sex tape comes out. So that brings them even more attention. It's they're famous from being able to capture America's attention. It's not for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> they captured it's, your it's, attention. It's like Kim. Kim took that that role that we we talk about how 
the same, you know, number of, of women and men are passed around in those circles because, you know, you, you date people, you know, and she just spawned off of that. She went from being such and such as wife or such and such as girlfriend to being her own name. Yeah. I, she went from being Paris Hilton's assistant who was heiress to the Hilton hotel chain or whatever. Which to is not for being, no reason. <laughs> yeah, which is not for no reason. Which into being your own, you know, because a socialite to me is a thing. I got this money because my grandpa founded Hilton Hotels. So I'm in line to get Hilton Hotels when my dad kicks the bucket. But <laughs> people are judging me because I am 20 something years old and I don't have the values that people in their 60s do. I like to party. I, you know, I'm loose with my money. I, I buy nice cars. I buy nice things. I buy expensive jewelry, which puts Man, me so, in the public eye. So, socialites have been around for three, 400 years. It's nothing yeah. new. I mean, it's, it goes back further than that. And so it's just, I mean, but this nigga's not even a socialite. Like, and I'm not hating. I just don't understand. And I, and I, and not understanding means it's not for me. Like, I follow the account. The memes are funny. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna hold you. But it's just like I don't understand how you you know. And you know, maybe it's a blueprint. Maybe he has a book coming, and he'll say, you know, on some Brittany Renner shit, shit, you know, judge this book by its cover and he, you know, give up the game. It's like, oh yeah, I leveraged my relationship with Kevin Durant to to spawn my own, you know, empire. I, I, I can't knock that hustle. My relationship with the CIA to get <laughs> who, who, whoever it is. It definitely wasn't Kevin Look, Durant. There's a there's a reason Takashi 69 can snitch on bloods and still be alive. Hey. And if you if you don't if you don't understand how the hip now hip hop today, man, ain't no way in the world you could tell me that people are being signed because of talent. These people there's, are not being signed because of talent. There's a reason that George Zimmerman could follow somebody, then say he was defending himself and kill them, and he can still be alive today. Bruh, who you there think protecting them? Who you think protecting them? I'm just saying, bro. Nobody gonna ask, nobody wanna ask those questions or answer those questions because it's it gets scary, bro. You gotta you gotta understand something, man. We was actually sick. Once we were freed, and this goes for blacks and Mexicans, dog. Once we actually became, you know, at least what would appear to be second class citizens, bruh, they got scared because they knew, for lack of a better term, if we woke up, the type of uprising that could have really came about. Like they saw things like Black Wall Street multiple black wall streets being built around america and they couldn't they didn't want that pie to be distributed only amongst blacks they had to be able to say hey man you're coming to work for us but then you're only spending money with your kind we can't have that no so what they did was they infiltrated the hoods and they saw the people in the hoods that had the most influence and they aligned with those people they've been doing it forever they tried to, it's people that they tried to do it with that they failed to do it with they had to kill them i've been i've been watching godfather godfather of harlem i love that show man especially first season i'm gonna just let second season in before i jump into it it, it ended it ended today oh nice nice but but like 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 you say with the cia fold like you know you working bumpy like you you hey you know you give us a little bit you get you know we'll keep you clean or something like that because Bumpy was the most influential person in Harlem. And what did what did what did Bumpy do with his influence? He weaponized it basically. I'm, look, look, let me go. No, 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 no. I'm not even saying that. 
if and, and you you might look at bumping oh, as, like, as far as going uh, for popularity, he, he made himself popular. Yeah, but how? how? Put it like put it like this: if you want to take the CIA angle, and you're looking at a person like Bumpy Johnson, what he, did he do with his influence? Did he do something positive or did he do something negative? Or matter of fact, tell me the negative thing he did and the positive thing he did with his influence. Kind of dude was a drug dealer. Yeah, he was a drug dealer. There's nothing positive about that. That's negative. He took his influence and he sold drugs. That's fucked up. But it, it's 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 the typical the 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 typical black drug lord thing. Like, yeah, you sold drugs to your people, but then you turn around and and hand out turkeys or some shit. You see, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But it's like, why didn't they? Why didn't they find? Why didn't they find somebody with God damn, my bad man. Why didn't they find somebody with influence that was actually doing something positive in the hood? Because they weren't as popular. Because that and because <laughs> they knew destruction of the hood was a lot better. You see what he did with them tenants in that in, in that uh, apartment building? True. And, and then it's kind of like you got Bumpy, Malcolm, Malcolm from Chicago, but he was he was in Harlem a lot. You could have went with Malcolm. But you was trying to get Malcolm out the box. I'm just saying. That ain't know what type of people to target, though. They not they not dumb. This dude was this dude was an ex-con. Yep. They aligned they aligned with the ex-con because they knew for a fact that this is the type of influence that they wanted to keep over the hood. They didn't want people, and then they start they start they started aligning with athletes, but they would only align themselves with certain athletes that they knew they could have shit on. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm, I'm, we gonna, we gonna line with these athletes because these athletes are already hanging with drug dealers anyway. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Especially, uh, you know about the Miami Dolphins back in the day in the mm-hmm. '80s. You know, the like, Miami Dolphins, the, um, uh, the fucking Miami Hurricanes <laughs> in the '90s. Bruh, they know what they're doing, man. Say, Michael Irvin didn't get to Dallas and pick up a coke habit. <laughs> <laughs> coke habit came from them Florida Keys, bro. No, literally. Look, man, it's really simple. It's really simple. I tell people all the time, and I was having this conversation with my homeboy when I was hooping yesterday. I was like, dog, I knew the education system was going to shit when they started trying to, when they started trying to infuse hip hop into education. I'm like, first of all, stop. It's insulting to my intelligence and it's insulting to the intelligence of my children. My children don't need, my. you don't need to teach my children to a beat. Like, we ain't dumb. You can teach us the same way you teach an Asian kid, the same way you teach a white kid. Why you gotta put some boom bap bullshit in there just to keep a kid's attention? You're doing that because you're belittling their intelligence. And you're doing that because you think that they have short attention spans and you have to relate to them. And first of all, Asian kids listen to hip hop too. White kids listen to hip hop too. You know what I'm saying? But you're you're specifically targeting these inner city kids with this bullshit because you want them to oh we, we feel like you know they learn better that way no you guys just suck at teaching <laughs> like that's all it is you suck at teaching and when you're talking to somebody that doesn't look like you you become condescending you become you become arrogant in your approach and you don't realize like hey this person is a human just like I am like this kid can learn Beethoven, Mozart, Chopin, just like the just like the white kids, 
just like the Hispanic kids. But guess what? We want to teach them WAP. We want to teach them some fucking Beyonce song. We want to teach them some Jay-Z shit. Like, why? Why not expand on what they need to learn? Why keep them in a box? And that's how I knew the education system was fucked up. And that's how I started realizing, all right, we got a real problem in this country. Just like the Oregon, just like the Oregon governor is basically saying, hey, in order for kids to graduate, they don't even need to learn to read. They don't even need to learn math. I mean, you just why? Gotta show up. You just gotta show up. But there's, there's calculators are, for everything. Just just be able to identify the numbers. Calculators are autocorrect. You know what I'm saying? And, and think about some of these influences we're talking about right now. Have you ever read some of their captions and seen the grammar? Have you seen the grammar? Have you seen the grammar? <laughs> I, I, I mean, we both have seen it. We both God, have seen it. Damn. I'm like, these people are famous and they can't even construct sentences to like, come on, bro. I get it. People have typos here and there, but you're talking about people that are in charge of millions of dollars. And when they go on Twitter, and start writing, you swear to God, you're, you, it's a 13 year old writing. Bro, I've, I've seen my son put together rush text messages that seem more coherent than some of these influences, bro. And that's a huge problem when the people that have the hugest influence over Americans are fucking idiots. I'm just saying, bro. It's a huge problem, but the thing is, it's so common. And it's irreversible. It's done. We're done. We're done, bro. I don't have to be educated if I look good. No. What? No. Diddy say, don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks. What does it matter if I'm paid? Yeah, so we fig- we we've discovered nothing on your boy Justin. We really didn't find out anything, to be honest with you. Let's just remember just, that. Just yeah, let the CIA know we we know nothing. Yeah, we don't know nothing. So leave us alone. He, you know, he gonna do his thing, and it is what it is. Um, look, man. Hold on, 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 hold on. Before we get up out of here, we need to go over and revisit that clip that I sent you where I told you that this is going to be the intro and you said oh no. <laughs> yeah 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 we definitely end on that note this is I weird. need to find it now I don't I don't know where that went yeah this, this one of the episodes is going to be all over the place as always but at the same time we just need y'all to know man like we have a deep concern for the future and when when we go places and everywhere has a now hiring sign and everything is, is 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 there's a shortage everywhere and and this and that like you start to you start to try to figure out what the root of this stuff is man and it just gets you to thinking if you really care we know a lot of y'all really don't care and that's fine but we care because if you're getting to the point where people don't want to do basic things like change tires where people don't even feel like when people feel like being a server at a restaurant is beneath them, when people feel like shit, just working at a gas station is beneath them. I mean, what are you going to do? Where, where do you plan? go forward? Yeah. Like we, we, we're, we're decades before having fucking Tesla bots, you know, pumping our gas for us. Like that's, that's we're years away from that. 
I know some of y'all excited to have y'all Tesla bots, but let me tell you something. Before they kill you. Didn't we not learn anything from iRobots? We learned nothing. We thought that shit was funny. We thought it was funny and entertaining. We just wanted we just wanted to make sure Will Smith didn't die. That that's it. That that's really the goal in every movie is to make sure Will Smith didn't die. Hell, niggas was hurt when he died at seven pounds. Niggas, niggas don't want to believe he died in I Am Legend. They don't want to believe it. <laughs> they don't. But no, here, I, I, I found this clip. Hold on. Ill man, you provide and take care of us. You'll accept me for who I am. If I done did everybody on the block, you should still love me. Because I'm a high value woman. I'm a bad bee. Oh, I, I bet. So you want me to provide and take care of you? All right. Can you at least, you know, cook and clean for me? <laughs> you can cook and clean for yourself. Ain't you mean? I mean, you want me to provide and take care of you because you're a man. That's your job. I right, well, if you want me to lead and provide for you and take care of the family, can you at least do what I tell you to do? <laughs> Not your slave. You narcissist. You abusive man. What's wrong with man? What is wrong with men? Actually, I'll, I'll let you say what you got to say, man, because like, I know that you found that, that clip more entertaining than I did. All good jokes contain some truth to it. Mm -hmm. And the truth that lies in there for me is that, once again, like we always say, women have this definition of what a man should be in their mind and nine times out of 10, they don't know what it takes to be a man. Actually 10 times out of 10, they don't even know what it takes to be a man. And I don't care how many strap-ons you put on, you won't know how, what it takes to be a man. In the same regard, a man doesn't know how, what it takes to be a woman. No matter how many times you tuck your dick between your thighs, you still aren't a woman. And with that being said, you sit there and you say, you know, a man should do X, Y, and Z because your dad or your absentee father. <laughs> Looks around. Did these, did these things and you think that's what it should be. Times are different. So if you sit here and you expect somebody to pro provide for you and your family and lead and you think you're just going to be out here doing whatever the fuck you want to do after we've already discussed that the vast majority of the population is cheating anyways, you got a wake-up call coming. Mm. That's it. Mm. That's it. Brother Jay. If you, if you want that life, you got to make some hella sacrifices. Brother Jay. Brother Jay. Waiting for his moment to shine. I dig it, man. I mean, like I said, uh, I ain't really much that I need to say about it because I feel like I talk about this all the time. But uh, one one thing one thing that I noticed is, um, outside of that skit and that conversation or that subject, it it, it all comes down to masculine and feminine to me, and I think that because we live in a society right now where gender roles have been extremely skewed, I think it's unrealistic for both sides of the spectrum to expect anything other than what society is pressuring people to do. I mean, you 
I, I always say that it's a lot. A lot of times, if you ask somebody why they're doing something, they probably really couldn't tell you why they did it or why they're doing it. To them, it just feels right and it feels normal. And as of right now, I mean, I, I could, like I said, if as a man, one of the only reasons you want a woman around is for making sandwiches and sex, then. <laughs> You got to ask yourself, like, eh, do I really need a woman around? And, and if you as a woman really only sees a man as a dildo and an ATM, I mean, you, you're you're already putting yourself in a mindset of the person I'm dealing with is replaceable. And I don't really think that people walk into situations these days and value somebody as irreplaceable based on the fact that due to the fact that. There were so many absentee fathers in the 90s and 80s. And due to the fact that there are so many people that were, you know, their lives were violently lost, maybe. I mean, you you had, you know, don't get it twisted. I mean, it's a lot of us that were raised by our grandparents because mm. we had drug addicts as parents. You know, it's it's so much shit that transpired in the 90s and 80s that spawned these children that I would call independent. And I mean, for the most part, I think most millennials are are very independent minded. You know, that's why so many people I mean, they're independent minded, but their actions aren't truly independent, because if people are truly independent minded, you really wouldn't have these shortages going on. And you really wouldn't have so many people that are reluctant to be like, I'm going to just let the government come through and take care of me. Like those two things contradict each other. But for the most part. We're a very independent-minded society, just like how we're a very health-conscious society now. It's a lot of people that really do care about the food that they put in their body. But at the same time, they're not really questioning what goes into a vaccine because they just want to stay alive. And they feel like, well, public health officials are saying, you know, we need to do this in order to strengthen our immune system and blah, blah. See, a lot of these things contradict themselves. And that's the same thing that goes for the gender roles. Until we're actually able to sit down and discuss what the gender should provide or what your partner should provide, then I mean, it's really a lose lose for both sides. Like I said, you got people you got people stuck on traditional conservative expectations of a relationship. Then you have people that are trying to gravitate towards the more progressive, liberated, you know, relationship. I don't know how that's gonna work. I just don't. Seems like mean, a clash of styles. Big, it's big time. I mean, maybe that's that's why everybody feels like we're gonna eventually become a more polyamorous uh, society, because, I mean, <laughs> most dudes after the age of twenty five are probably gonna end up stepdads, <laughs> like, you know, if they decide to settle down. You know, most women by the time they're thirty, thirty five, may end up, you know being on their third or fourth, you know, baby daddy or second marriage, you know, like, you know, it's just a society of a bunch of swapping spit, you know, like if you find that one and you stick with that one for the rest of your life, I mean, more power to you, dog. But, you know, the probability is the probability that shit is, that shit is what it is. You, you're either going to beat the odds or, you know, <laughs> the odds become a statistic. That, yeah, you know, but in the end, may the odds be in your favor. Always. <laughs> Thoughts you and know? prayers. 
straight up, dog. And I, in anybody I know that's in a relationship or you know married or anything like that, I mean, I, I always wish them the best. I'll never tell them anything negative. Um, I just always just feel like reality is reality. Like I said earlier, like a kid falling on the ground, scraping his knee. Like most kids are probably going to experience that. You know, it's you're going to experience down times in life. If you're not ready to accept that, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You you're gonna be down bad for a long time, for a long, long time. But anyways, bro, I I appreciate that clip and I appreciate what you said, Pastor Jay. You had to say what you had to say, man. And I, and I really hope that you know, with these skits making light of the situation, I really hope that when you come across you know women today, the conversation is easier to have. You know, I have conversations with women, and it's like. It'll be about the most tedious thing or something trivial, like being called a king. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Don't don't fucking call me a king. Don't. Oh, shit. I mean, I jokingly would say that shit back in the day because, you know, but y'all made that shit corny. I'm just going to keep it a buck. Y'all made that shit corny. Don't call me a king. I don't want to be treated like a king. Leave me alone. Just leave me alone. I go by a lot of names. I answer to a lot of names. What What the names you go by? Shit, some some call me Jay, some uh-huh. call me Javius, uh-huh. some call me Javito. Yeah. Some put the tracksuit in front of it. Yeah, they do. Some call me Lucky Lefty. Yep. Some 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 call me by my my hand, handle the Monstar. Sometimes yeah. I'm I'm the Shaolin of shambles. Uh-huh. Sometimes most I'm the shamble god. Yeah, most of the time. But <laughs> never ever will I answer to King. <laughs> Respectful. <laughs> I, I don't care if I'm the last heir of Wakanda. <laughs> Which is a fictional place, by the way. Which is a fictional place. Do not call me king. Don't worst just, advice. Just don't do it. Just 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 don't. That just that just irks <laughs> bro, that irks me to no fucking end. Calling calling somebody king, calling somebody queen. Like that shit just I think my blood pressure just went up now. <laughs> because that shit is just so annoying to me. It ain't for me. It might be for y'all, it ain't for me. It clearly ain't for Jay. It ain't for if me. That, if that's what y'all like, then that's what y'all like and more power to you. But that's and and, and 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 that's and and if anybody that knows me that does that, then that's go, that's the quickest way to knew me in the past tense. <laughs> Straight because up. you don't know me no more. You don't know me. <laughs> that's the quickest way to do me. <laughs> Look, man, I'm just a regular guy. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Flaws you know, and balls. <laughs> Look, dog. I treat you with respect. You treat me with respect. I, I value fairness. At the end of the day, I don't want to be worshipped. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be held up on a pedestal. None of that. Just, I just be chilling, bro. Nine times out of ten, if you hit my line, you ask me what I'm doing, I'm chilling, bro. You know, temperature. (laughs) I ain't too. It ain't too much real chilling in Texas right now, but no. But seriously though, like. I be I be good, man. I'm a down to earth guy, man. I don't need that type of uh, I don't need that type of gas. I'm good. You could you could reinforce people that you you reassurance. Mm-hmm. You can reassure 
people yeah. that you care about and want to motivate on more realistic terms. Real talk. You shouldn't be out here telling people they're a king, they're a queen, that they're perfect, that they're flawless. Put them on more realistic terms. Yeah. Because what you're doing is breeding a delusional society. It's too late, bro. I'm I'm a king. I should be treated as a king. This is coming to America. The royal penis needs to be clean. Nigga, you won't even go work at Burger King and work today and get paid tomorrow. But you a king? Nigga, she Uh bought you that PlayStation 5 that's sitting in her living room. She go to work and you sit on her couch and play video games all day. But you a king. Bruh. Make it make sense. You're not Leonidas. You're not. You're not. I don't even want to be. For what? Leonidas <laughs> <I just> died. <laughs> he died with that. Died, died with that crown on his head. I pass. I don't need I'm that good. type of pressure. That's why you I'm might single. As well call I love that it. Nigga over there. <laughs> the thought. But anyways. <laughs> Oh man, look, bro. I guess that's my words of advice. Though. I'm gonna keep it running with you. Keep it real simple, man. Just, hey, dog. I'm a regular guy. Treat me with respect, and I really feel like that should be your default setting for most people you come across. The gas isn't necessary because we know, for the most part, especially when it's men, men and women, most of y'all view us as trash anyway. So let's not let's not start off lying. From the jump. Remember that? Remember I sent you? The dude was like, hey, she was like, hey, handsome. She's like, see, you already lied. You already <laughs> lied. You already <laughs> on that bullshit. <laughs> Come here with some hey, handsome. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff I am, but handsome is not. I see what you want already. <laughs> Stop with the gas, man. Like I know that I know that you women specifically have started to try to grow more towards, you know, getting in touch with your masculine side and like you're trying to gravitate back to your feminine side and it's a confusing journey. It's confusing because when you was on that masculine trip, you really ain't know what you was doing. Like, <laughs> let's just keep it a buck. Let's just go with the flow and just be who you are naturally. Who I am naturally is not a fucking king. <laughs> I'm going to say it once again. I'm just a regular guy. And I want to be treated as such. And that's fine to be regular. It's fine to be down to earth. I don't need to be worshipped. I'm not trying to start a cult or no shit like that. Just let me be well if. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let that let it end on that. Because I was. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Ugh. OK, OK, Ugh. OK. Yeah, I know. I know. Blood pressure. Blood pressure high. Your blood pressure is high, man. You already know, man. You can lower that blood pressure by going to Spotify and checking us out. And uh, hopefully that uh, whatever you do there, you know, hopefully it'll it'll help to uh, decrease that blood pressure, man. Because high blood pressure is a thing in the black community. He's a silent killer. Yeah, I can only imagine why. But that ain't important right now because COVID is. uh, That's the only thing going right now. that's, that's That's the only disease on earth right now. Um, if you're on SoundCloud, leave us a comment. Give us some suggestions for the next show. You can do that by DM, DM, DMing us on Instagram as well. You already know the the Instagram handle. If you don't know it, it'll be in the show notes because I'm it not. It won't finished. be in the show notes. I'm oh, okay. y'all. Yeah, I know y'all don't read anyway. Um, and, uh, y'all must be from Oregon. <laughs> y'all, a lot of y'all need to take y'all kids there because that's probably the only way they're gonna get a diploma. But um, God anyway. damn. <laughs> 
<laughs> you already know, man. Nine times out of ten, if you got an Apple phone, you can go on the Apple Podcast and listen to us. And I'm pretty sure the other methods that I said um, you can do pretty easily on your Android phone. Um, and shout out to all the people that they got Android phones that text with the green bubbles, man. Y'all, y'all need love too, man. Um, but anyways, as usual, thank you and you're welcome. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?